are now listening to The Awakened Soul. So, episode 38, I wanted to start this this show off a little bit differently, um, strictly because I just, I woke up in such a great mood today, um, I've been in a great mood lately, and you know, a lot of that is part, in due part to this podcast and the growth that it's been going through, and like I said, being on UML, and what a great experience this has been, but I've always referred to myself as an old soul. Anyone who really knows me says that as well. And I just woke up with some just good old classic music on my spirit today. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that, that's what a lot. You're going to get a lot of music on this podcast, as you always do. But a lot of it's going to be old and just soulful. And, yeah, be, be on the lookout for that. I'm, like I said, I'm feeling great. Um, I wanted to start this podcast off a little differently. I wanted to get into some music first. Just because that's what's been on my spirit. But like I said, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Awakened Soul. Episode 38. We got a fun show planned for you guys today. We got Fame Black back to just talk about some nostalgia in high school. And it's just a good, fun conversation. And then we also got AJ from What We Gonna Do, um, who me and him are having a conversation about integrity. And what that means to be a man that has integrity. A black man. That has integrity even more so than that. So just some pretty dope and deep conversations. Of, like I said, the one with fame is just a lot of fun. Uh, always talking to fame. Black is, is fun. Check out his podcast in beta. Um, so, yeah, I just I, I, I really I, that, that song. Um, Everybody loves the sunshine. It's just it's been in my spirit. It's been the very first thing on my mind when I woke up this morning. Like, it's just crazy how. A song um, can just really just like I said, it just be it becomes a part of you and it how it takes um, over your day. So, so much like I've, I've probably listened to that song a good 10 times today, um, just periodically. And it's it's, it's a great song, uh, melodic beat, just everything about it, the, the meaning of the song. This is all dope. But we're going to get into some more music on the side of that. We're going to go into a brief um, from the mind of Hayes, just talking about a couple of things in this podcasting game. Um, nothing too crazy, but yeah, we're gonna get into the music on the other side of that. It's gonna be out of the mind of Hayes. Keep moving, gonna go to town, 
right, so King Hayes back. Um, yeah, so I, at, when I was putting together, when I wanted to think about what I wanted to talk about in um, Out of the Mind of Hayes, in the Mind of Hayes, still not sure what I'm going to call the segment permanently, but we'll figure that out. Uh, but yeah, it, it, so joining UML, um, also partnering with Oversaturated for the Breaks Radio, which is our once a month show. Um, we had our, our first test run um, live on Periscope going forward. It's going to be live on Spreaker, um, hosted by UML there also. Um, but I'm just thinking, I'm sitting back and I'm, I'm thinking about like where this podcasting journey has gone so far, where I see it possibly taking me, what's next for The Awakened Soul. Um, you know, we're not going to get into what's next quite right now because we're still uh, really getting together this next phase that started when I joined UML. But, um, you know, I think about all the relationships that I've built doing this podcasting thing, uh, me and oversaturated, both of them, Johnny and Ralph were brothers. Like we've ventured into actual business, uh, stuff that will be discussed at a later date. Um, so that's outside of the podcasting world. But then you look at like dualistic, everyone over at UML, uh, me and my conversations with Poindexter have just been great, uh, humbling in a sense. Andrew Bello, who's another one of my brothers for life at this point, it's not about podcasting anymore, um, regardless of how anyone feels about Andrew Bello, that's forever going to be my brother. Um, Billy Ray Valentine as well, uh, D-Will, Fame Black, uh, like it's I, it's too many people honestly to name, Extra Regular, both uh, Justice and Kyla over at Extra Regular, um, it's it's just it's it's a dope experience, man. Um, podcasting is a great thing. But what I want to say, and and this is where it may piss some people off, but I, as usual, I really don't give a fuck. Um, take some pride in your craft, people, and not that's not any of the podcasts that I mentioned. Um, that's a lot of the other ones who want to be looked at as big podcasts, but not really put in the work. Um, it's it's not easy. Uh, podcasting is not just sitting in front of mic and talking. Uh, it it's if you think it's that. You're not going to last very long. Um, oh, also, I forgot to shout out AJ, who was actually on this episode, who AJ is another one of those people where me and AJ can literally talk life, <laughs> like just sit back for hours, probably uh, that that extremely intelligent dude um, and just someone who has no problem telling you like it is. And I love having real people around me like that. So shout out to AJ as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just I. I Man, it's 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 crazy. It's it's just crazy everything that's come uh, from podcasting so far, and and I've enjoyed this this journey every step of the way. I know I joke a few times about retirement uh, on Twitter, which is just me trolling everyone, just having a little fun. I'm never retiring from podcasting, uh, not until my voice just goes out. Um, but yeah, I have fun with what we do. I have fun. The various different topics we talk about all that i just have so much fun doing this i'm never gonna stop unless it stops being fun which i just don't foresee happening at all so you know this episode and i want to kind of set the tone and get you guys ready but wait wait before i before i set the tone for this podcast march madness is happening i hope you guys got your brackets in um i actually you know this is the first year that i didn't fill out a bunch of brackets i filled out one at work and that's about it um but yeah everyone knows basketball is my favorite sport to watch um, followed closely by football. I love football as well. Um, baseball, I'm a passive baseball fan, but uh, yeah, hockey is probably, I probably like hockey more than baseball, and that's just because I worked in a hockey stadium for so long. I fell in love with the sport there. Um, but yeah, shout out to just my team. My team over at the WWPN, for real. I can't forget to mention those guys because Adam, Colin, a.k.a. Redneck, uh, 
D will just all amazing people, which the WWPN is going to be doing some big shit here lately. Uh, soon, I should say, not lately. Uh, we're mixing stuff up. Josh Perry as well, who has not made his Awakened Soul debut yet. I keep asking him. It's probably more my fault than his that we have not linked up for the Awakened Soul yet, but it will be coming. Look out for Josh Perry. He's he's kind of the the not anti. That's 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 has a negative con- connotation. He's like on the opposite end of the spectrum from Andrew Bello, and almost <laughs> every every. Every opinion you could have, he's probably on the opposite uh, end from Andrew Bello. Um, so he's he's gonna we're gonna have him pop in and out as well. I'm trying to get him in the rotation a little bit more. Um, so yeah, I mean that's it. Like and so as we get ready um, for the awakening, so we're gonna start talking about music a little bit more. We kind of got away from our music reviews. Logic, Logic, yeah, Logic dropped a new Bobby Valentino mixtape because it's not really an album that I made my way through and I like it a lot so far. I got to probably play it through another one or two times before I really uh, break everything down. So I'll be talking about that probably next week. Um, so be on the lookout for that, but uh, that's it. That's enough of me prefacing. Yeah. So this, this podcast, I already told you what the topic is going to be. Me and AJ at the, the second segment of, of, uh, this podcast is, are going to be talking about being a man of integrity, uh, me and fame, fun conversation. So check that out. Um, sure we go everywhere with that. So be on the lookout for that. We're going to get into the, the segment with me and fame first. Uh, and then after that, I'll intro you guys. So, uh, we're going to go ahead and get into some music and it'll be me and fame black. I was going to film it and, you know, do something with it. It doesn't matter. And I came out and I onto the auditorium floor and I got my shoes on and I play in the track and I'm dancing. Next thing I know, right at the end of the track, someone starts clapping. Just <laughs> scares the shit out of me. Who is it but the drama club uh, counselor or the head, the head of the drama club, the teacher that was running the drama club. And he was like, that was amazing. That was so brilliant. You need to join the drama club. I joined the drama club. I did my first play, Romeo and Juliet, the lead, Romeo, thank you. And uh, in the audience was my daughter's mother's father, who came up to me after the show. I mean, she wasn't my baby mom at the time. We we were just friends. We were friendly. Uh, he came up and he's, oh my God, that was amazing. You got to come to the house and we got to talk about music and art and theater and all this other stuff. I go, man, you have, you have dinner with me and my daughter. And... Uh, that's how things got started. That's how things got started between me and my daughter's mom and her family. And that's how we really pitched everything together. So high school was, you know, while it's unimportant, it was super important. Hmm. That's, that's, a, that's funny. That's, that's, it's funny how things work out that way as far as like, right. just, you never yeah, know how like, you're going to meet someone. Right. Isn't that wild? Like I had known my daughter's mom. We had, we had had experience before. Me and her father had had experiences before, but it was always on a high and by type situation or. You know, just this, oh, you two crazy kids run off and have fun because it was outdoor activity stuff because she used to come to where I live before, way before any of that. Um, but this was that was the turning point. And it's it's so crazy that I've never I depending on where my, my daughter's mom hangs out and where she works and where she lives, I would have never run into her otherwise. And like I said, yeah, it's crazy how these things work out. It's crazy how I'm, I'm sitting here saying it's the most irrelevant time of your life. And notes nothing from that time except for this one thing but it has the biggest impact on my life because it gave me a daughter isn't that wild that's crazy that that is that's it's funny how like i said it's funny how shit works out that way um right let's let's talk about music 
in yeah. high school. We we both love music. Me and you both. I think we're on. Yeah. Uh, you 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 love the newer music, whereas I I'm not completely against all of it. Um, I'm just not a fan as most of it like you are. But and what what was I'm what was the music you were listening to? Well, go ahead. I'm 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 picky when it comes to the the newer music. I know, like I'm I'm the one that's always like I'm gonna listen to it. I'm gonna give it the chance. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on my show. I think on the first episode of the new M Beta, I put Lil Baby's uh Lil Baby song, My Drip, which I really I actually like that song. But like you know, Six Nine, uh, what's his name, Takashi Six Nine, Triple Red. I don't necessarily care for those guys, but uh, Lil Pump. You know, whatever. But the back that's that's today. Back then, oh man, back then I was all over the place. Are you kidding me? That was a you know, a lot of people associate their favorite genre of music with the time that they started having consistent sex. So this is right around that. I mean, we're talking about fifty cents the massacre came out. That's a diamond album right there. And that's that was so good. It had just a little bit on there and, and fifty cent was huge. You know, like everybody just knows fifty cent is that dude from power and all this other stuff. Fifty cent had all these hits. He had G Unit, the G Unit album came out. Um Kanye West was uh, beginning, he wasn't crazy yet. We're talking about um late registration, we're talking about college dropout, we're talking um um uh, what's the third one? Graduation. All these hits, Gold Digger, uh, Through the Wire, Neo came out. Neo was new. Uh, so Sick of Love Songs, Sexy Love, Fall Out Boy was newer. They, just, I mean, I had known about Fall Out Boy from the beginning, but they weren't huge yet. And then they came out with Dance Dance and Take Over the Breaks Over. This ain't a scene. It's an arm race. Um, uh, it's a big one. I'm missing. I'm, I'm, I'm totally. Oh, Usher's Confessions came out. Are you kidding me? That's like the greatest Usher album that ever existed. I would um, say that's the only good Usher album, but keep it keep going. Oh, you're you're insane. 8701 is that jam? No, but, 8701 is solid, but it's not okay. I said the only good one. That was just me being an asshole. Confessions is, is the only great Usher album. That's what I'll say. Yeah, okay, I'll give I'll give you that because Confessions is on fire. I mean, that is one of the only albums I can listen to front to back and then start it over again. Um, Soldier Boy came out, and this is before he was famous for saying ba 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 ba. You know, this is when he was a rapper. This is this is uh, or, or whatever you want to call it. Um, and like, like I said, Beyonce had become like this international single star. And and one of my favorite things to talk about from the music from high school is like I loved Rihanna when SOS came out. <laughs> And everybody was like, this one hit wonder, she'll never do anything. This this Jamaican style of music is not going to work. This party style, is, it's not a real thing. And SOS became Umbrella, I mean, became Ponder Replay, and then um, Umbrella, and then the Rihanna that we all know today, which is the first female to hit 2 billion streams, you know, and it's just crazy how different everything is now. So when it comes to music, man, I was I was well kiltered. I was all around. I, I knew uh, Yellow Card and like I said, Fallout Boy and Panic at the Disco. And I was wrapped up in so many genres of music at the time just because I was trying to get my music to be more whole and more sound. But uh, the hip hop, the hip hop movement was so good because we had moved from this gangster shoot 'em up drug dealer stuff. to just like we're all having fun. I mean, it was a bit misogynistic because. Who was rocking the charts but the Yin Yang Twins and Lil Jon talking about get low, skeet in the eye, bitch, da 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 Like, you know, it, but we we all gave it a pass then. Well, the thing is, is that w- at least in my high school time, which you're a little, a couple years behind me. A little behind, um, yeah. 
but we saw the the re-rise of gangster rap and the fall of gangster rap, like towards the end of me being in high school. And that basically all went up and down with 50 Cent um, as he came and left and got less popular. But um, as far as like alternative music, um, like Linkin Park, I think that was like at the beginning oh, of my high school. I, Man, like, I'm sorry, I never at that time had really, really been into anything other than R&B and rap. But there was something about Linkin Park when they first came. And you, anyone who's black and listen to this, like I can't believe Hayes is saying that. You you need to go back and listen to their first couple of albums because it was like it was honestly like a blend between kind of rap and rock, and it was it, it was just so good, so good. There's a lot of, um, but here's the thing about what you just said though. Yeah, Lincoln Park was amazing back then, but it none of I feel like none of these songs have real staying power. I think if you go back and listen to Lincoln Park today, not living through the teen angst or feeling the mood of the country at the time because remember george bush was president so not terrible but kind of bad and um if you don't if you don't have that reference you can't i mean not to say you can't appreciate lincoln park music but you couldn't capture what it was that we were living in when that came out the same thing with any of those those things i just said like usher you a new person could pick up usher's confessions and say yeah this is good but you won't feel what it felt like to be at a party, at a dollar party. <laughs> Does anybody remember dollar parties? <laughs> It'd be at a dollar party and yeah comes on. Or the first time you were alone with a girl and you put on that's what it's made for. Like you will never, like no one will ever be able to relive those experiences. But I, as far as alternative goes, yeah, people, I, I think, I think it's, Lincoln Park was cool, but I think people should go back and listen to more Fallout Boy. Those guys were saying a lot of stuff that, needed to be said i felt they were really good they they were really underrated even though they were at the top of the chart yeah fallout boy coldplay too i don't remember when coldplay oh, i don't I, coldplay is still to this day I, I love coldplay music yeah yeah coldplay is is rocking man there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that we forgot too i mean obviously we we try to think about the good things we try to say oh it's usher and there's 50 cent and there's, there's this and it's beyonce and that's all the good stuff and the people that we know that lasted but we also got to remember that this is also the time where it was like shake that love it love it the snap era of 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 atl (laughs) and down south music man oh you know what let's not forget let's let's mention uh swisher house mike jones slim thug oh man see yeah right this is era of people that you just forget about because they don't exist anymore or they stop doing whatever it is that they were got famous for you know party like a rock star uh yeah it was all yeah the snap style Everybody was doing lean with it, rock with it. Du-du-du. Mike, who, who, Mike Jones, Mike Jones, and he had his phone number on his shirt until he changed it because everybody called him because it was nine eight one three three zero. Ah, damn, I don't remember. I used to have that number. I was remember, right. I think the biggest, I think one of the biggest shocks though, when I was going back and I was like, wow, I can't believe anyone got away with this, is the Yin Yang Twins. I mean, I know I kind of brought them up a little bit earlier, but I mean, if you look at the Yin Yang Twins track record, first of all, I want to give props where props are due. Yin Yang Twins invented twerking. They made twerking hot way before twerking became hot. Whenever, whenever that song, oh my God, I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to um, give people with nostalgia actual goosebumps. 
She got her hands up on her knees and then her bows on her thighs. She gets to twerking, that's for certain. I can tell her she fine. She got me hype. I want to bite her right now. Yeah, yeah. I say, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. You can show the smell. Make that ass clear. Niggas in the clues, spending dudes when it's fat. Thinking real fine. Standing by nine. High heels on. Right on time. Goddamn, look at Shawty. She making that ass trickle. I like the way in poverty, wobbity when it wiggle. Ain't about it down for my nurse around riddle. Somebody told me for the women in the middle. Damn. Was that, was that, that came out. It had to come out before I was even in high school. That had to come out like 2002. 2000, <laughs> it 2001. Came out, it came out while I was in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> but people forget that the Yin Yang twins have been rocking that attitude. And it's crazy because even though they have the same attitude of today as far as twerk music and shake it and all this other stuff, they, I don't think, would do well today if they came out with a new record because the stuff that they used to say was really bad. <laughs> It was really sexist. It was really misogynist. It was really disrespectful. It was bad, but it was so good. Whistle Why You Twerk, March 12th, 2000. Jeez. <laughs> that, damn. Then we're in March now. That was, we're almost at the. It, eight, 20 tw- years removed. Well, tomorrow, tomorrow is the, is the 18 year anniversary of Whistle Why You Twerk. Good. What? Well, look at that timing. Look at that. That's, that that's is, crazy. That is absolute great timing. <laughs> Wow. And that's, I mean, so as much as people, you know, people over romanticize, you know, this is like an inconclusion. People over romanticize the high school era. They say, oh, it was the best four years of my life. And I married my high school sweetheart. And oh, I'll never forget my prom. I did. I forgot my prom. Um, I forgot all the proms. It was a prom for every year. I forgot each one. I, I have no memories. And some people, oh, that's the, you know, some people, that's the first time I had sex. I don't have that. Uh, it was the first time I had a girlfriend. I don't have that. I don't have any of those net, those things that people romanticize with high school. However, it's an important time in your life as far as uh, what you what you learn and the, and the morals you stick to. But I think we all need to take it a little less seriously in some aspects and take it a little bit more seriously in others. I think there should be, you know, while I'm on the subject, I think there should be classes about, uh, you know, how to pay taxes, how to pay bills, rent class, stuff like this. Um, I don't know what your high school experience is like in either situation, but like I know that we had a home economics class. We had cooking classes. We had, you know, because but I said it was, it was a big privately funded school. So our funds came from elsewhere. We had big bands and we had big shows and we had... Um, we had, like I said, we had, we had a car class, you know, where they learned how to build a car and it was an elective. You could choose to take it. There was cooking, there was sewing, there was painting. There was so many options that a lot of high schools and stuff don't have. Um, but even with all those options, there was no class to teach you how to be an adult human being. And I feel like that's the thing that we need in high school. That, hey, that's the perfect place to end it. Fame, tell the people where they can find you and in beta. Listen. You can find me at Fame Black on Twitter, Instagram. You know what? Just Twitter and Instagram. I am a social media extraordinaire, but you can find Fame Black mostly on Instagram and uh, Twitter at Fame Black. As for in beta, and I, I urge you all, even if you don't follow me, follow in beta because the show is awesome. And you learn stuff and you're entertained. It's much more than just your, I don't want to say your average podcast because obviously that that's, goes without saying. But it's much more than a regular podcast in the sense of I don't just come on and talk. There's segments, there's experimental stuff that we're doing. We're always trying new things. We're taking suggestions from the audience. 
and we're even we're even letting a couple people come on to the show and share their high their favorite high school memories uh, for this next episode. So where you can find it, you can find it on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play, in beta. And if you need help, just Google in beta Fame Black. All the websites will come up. Um, yeah. So you know, I, I, and then Fame Black will always remind you, always, always breathe. <laughs> Well, Fame, thank you yet again. Everyone, we're going to get into some. <laughs> we're going to get into some more music on the other side of that. It's going to be a conversation with me and AJ from what we're going to do. Most important thing in business is honesty, integrity, hard work, family. Never forgetting where we came from. Thank you, Sean. See, you are what you are in this world. That's either one or two things. Either you're somebody or you're nobody. AJ from the What We Gonna Do podcast back in uh, stepping into the awakened soul. AJ, it's been a minute since you've been on. I know we promised the people part two like three or four months ago, but you know what? Better late than never, I was taught, right? A hundred and ten percent, man. Look, first of all, I'm glad to be back, man. You know, this is this is like, this is the spot. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm part of the uh, U, uh, UML. I think that that's what it is. That, that's what you affiliated with now. <laughs> you know, yes, sir. I feel like I'm a part of the family. You know, the extended family. You know, just just by that. So, man, I appreciate you know you letting me come back, bro. Oh man, anytime. You know, we always gonna have good conversations. We having them on on Twitter all the time. <laughs> uh, we had one today about Beyonce. So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but uh. Music taste uh, to the side. Uh, we're here to talk about a pretty dope, dope topic. I feel like I feel like we're gonna get pretty deep on this one, and uh, that's that's about integrity. More more importantly, being a man of color with integrity. And before we start, I'm just gonna give the definition of inter- integrity, and that is the quality of being honest and having strong mor- moral principles, moral uprightness. AJ, when you hear the word integrity, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Um, man. Uh, values, foundations, uh, kind of, you know, what you build yourself upon, what, what your family kind of sets out for you. Um, that's always my initial thought. Anytime I think about integrity, you know, just that I'm a reflection of my family. I'm a reflection of my community. I'm a reflection of, of just, you know, um, my wife and, and my daughter, you know what I mean? And, and, I, and, I, um, and I value that highly always family is kind of the first thing that come to mind when I think about integrity values. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think of it as, uh, principles, um, like being, being a man of honor, uh, honesty is a big part of, of integrity as well. Kind of brutal, brutal honesty. Um, and like you said, I feel like, uh, when you, when you say integrity, 
and this is something I've, I tell my sons all the time is like that people, a lot of people put a lot of meaning into what their, their first name means. What, what's the meaning behind their name, why their parents picked that name. And I also, but I think like the pride, the, the power right. and, and, and a yep. lot of that comes from your last name, because that's the name that you don't get to pick that, that wasn't picked for you. That's the name that you inherit. So you, you want to put in right. like being, having integrity means making your last name mean something. When somebody hears, for example, my last name's Johnson. When somebody hears that, when they see my sons, I want them to be like, oh, that that's that's CJ. Those are CJ's sons. Right. And automatically right. expect right. a lot from them. Um, what do you think about that? It, man, exactly. I, I agree, man. I, I talk about this a lot, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, it go back to that old saying, you know, uh, um, either, uh, what is it, what is it? Um what is it? It's like uh, a man, you know, if you don't, if you, if you don't, st- what is it? If you don't stand for nothing, you'll fall, fall for anything. anything. Yeah. Right. It's, uh, I, man, I, I'm, I know it's some in that area or whatever. So when it comes to me and I've been like this since I was a kid, you know, my, my family knows like when I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And if I say I'm not going to do it, I'm not going to do it. And I just draw a line in the sand. Like everybody knows like that's, AJ, that's his moral compass. This is what he does. This is what he doesn't do. Even just being a, a married man now, um, people can look at me and, and they can see that in my sisters. They they can see that in my daughter. They can see that, okay, this guy is a leader and that integrity that he has is passed on to those around him. And, and I also see, I see where it comes from. I see he was raised, you know, you know, his grandmother, you know, his, his, his mother, strong women in his family, um, you know, gave him that 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 pride and and really, uh, you know, gave him some foundation in that last name. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and that's 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 what like I said, that's what you carry on. And I mean, you touched on something, too, there like being married and having integrity, having having pride is even more important in that case, because you definitely want anyone to see you. To, to realize like hey that man loves his wife that man loves his family um and just to be right. a reflection of that and i think a lot of times now where you see uh marriages failing or like you see a lot of like insecurity and stuff in marriages and everything you, you can't always fix someone else's mm-hmm. insecurity but being a man of integrity i right. think will help smooth that out a lot yeah i think you know at least for for you I mean, you obviously you can't control everything and, and how everybody feels. But I think at the end of the day, if you know that I made the right decision, I made the right choices, you can feel comfortable within yourself. Like all of that stuff where you kind of doubt yourself and, and you kind of feel bad about yourself for doing certain things. You have something, you know, which, again, goes to your integrity and, and your, you know, your foundations that hold you up when when. Maybe you're thinking, oh, I could have done this a little bit, bit differently. My my friend and I were having a conversation the other day, and he was really just breaking down like, yo, you know, I look up to you. Even though, you know, I got my degree, I'm single, I don't have any kids, I got X amount of money. I look up to you, man, because as a man, you are what I strive to be, like what I would like to be one day when I have my family, when I have my first child. You know, you deal with so many different things that can take you off of your pivot and you continue to be faithful to your wife. You continue to be a good father. You, you know, you continue to go out 
and work every day. And, and um, he just kind of told me all these different things. And I really appreciate him, you know, because he, he just kept reiterating, man, I don't know if you know, but I look up to you. And I'm, you know, I'm laughing because this is my boy. I didn't know him. We, we go way, way back. But I take it to heart that he even puts me in that type of light as a certain type of man and that, you know, I'm, I've been married, it'll be nine years this year, you know what I'm saying? And, and he's like, wow, like, bro, you really like went out and you said you was going to do this and you did this exactly what you said, like everything you've been talking about since we were younger, you've been living it and you've been doing it like without fail, man. And I, I really look up to you and I appreciate it. That. And let, let's, let's spend some time talking about that. Like, being a man and doing what the hell you say you're going to do. Like, yeah. I can't, it, it's, and I will admit, like, there was a, uh, when I, in my younger days, like, it was, it was a time where that really didn't mean as much to me. I didn't realize how much that meant. Like, I've always been someone, I'm always at work early, definitely on time. I, if I tell you I'm right. going to be somewhere and help you, damn right I'm going to be there. But I didn't really realize, even in doing that, just how much that reflects on you as a person for someone to say, Hey, brother, brother CJ said, he's going to be here to shovel my, my, uh, driveway at 8am. I'm not even going to worry, but right. I'm not going to call him at seven to make sure he's on his way. I just, I know he's going to be here. Like that, that means that right. speaks a lot to you. And that, that's something that other people may see. You may not even ever realize you may not ever hear it yourself, but just to have that, and that be a reflection to you goes such a far away that I think a lot of people miss. And that's why I'm such a stickler on time. Um, and I know I get on my family's nerves with that because I'm, I'm one of those people. Once I put a schedule <laughs> in my head, I hate be getting off that schedule in any case. But those yep, things go too. a long way. Right, right, right. I just not remember from earlier. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. That's what I meant to say earlier. But yes, um, following through with your word again, that goes a long way. I mean, that's going to carry along with you. I mean, that's, you know, I don't know, junior high, high school, college, work at your, you know, if you go to church, if, if you, you know, are just out at the grocery store, your neighborhood, like that goes a long way. And it also creates potentially, you know, a, a network for you where people can vouch for you. Like people already know your you know your your background and, and all of that is so solid they like oh yeah aj he good he clear like again like i said earlier my family and my friends know if i say i'm gonna do something i'm gonna do it if i say i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna do it now i'm not perfect by any means so do i do everything that i said to a t not always in the time frame but i usually you know come back around to it and um, I always kind of, you know, remember I'm, I'm, I'm not going to forget. Now, some things, it's probably bad things, probably things that I shouldn't have gotten into. But again, it's just that works. That has worked my way, whether it was something bad or good. It's like, look, if I said I'm down, I was down. If I said I wasn't going, everything was kind of shut down from that standpoint, man. So, um, so I hear you, you know what I mean? That, that's something I don't really play around with. Just like you said, as, as far as time, as far as saying something, you know, what what uh Scarface say, my balls and my word. You know what I mean? That's all I got. So I got to, I got to, if I'm going to say something, man, like I got to do it or I might as well just not even say it. Yeah. And, and I think the thing is, too, is that um, 
and again, like always, AJ, you, you always touch on a good point there is that, of course, there's going to be times where you're late or there's going to be times where you have to reschedule. Or there's going to be things that pop up. But also right. being having integrity, being a man of your word, you're going to make sure that they that whoever you're letting down, whoever you're changing your plans with is going to know ahead of time, if possible, that's if not, right. you call them immediately. And that's another thing that as far as like being in this podcasting game. Um, and I ain't going to throw nobody under the bus, but shout out to Fame Black, is that um, like with scheduling, like a lot of times people will be like, yeah, I, we'll record at 8. 8.05, it's, hey, yeah, I'm running late. Well, obviously now at this point, but, it, it, and that's not to say, again, I'm, that's just me po- poking fun at Fame Black. It's an inside yeah. joke, but that's that's not, I'm not throwing the man under the bus, but that's not to say necessarily that you don't understand or that maybe it's just not in, in the possibility that you could have known ahead of time. But I think it's, it's important to if you know that once you know something's gonna gonna hold you up, just let the people know, man. They'll understand, especially if you're not right. someone who's always late anyway. Yeah, you look. You control the variables as best you can. So me, I try to space out my time before uh, and, and, and kind of coordinate that. You know what I mean? Again, like you said, stuff does come up, but typically, you know how they say, black people ain't on time. I my friends consider me to be like a white person because I'm like early to shit. You know what I mean? I'm I'm all, I'm typically on time or early just because I don't like I don't like waiting on folks and I don't like people waiting on me or whatever. So it's like I would rather go ahead and make sure I'm good. I'm in the clear, and if something is off, you know it it ain't on me. You know what I mean? I did my part. Everything else after that 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 ain't on me. Yeah, I mean that's all you can control is you. You got you, and that that's. That's what really integrity uh, is is baseline. Like it's it's your own moral code and the thing that you're gonna hold yourself right. to, no matter what anybody else has going on. Um, and that goes into what we need to talk about next is being a man of integrity in a marriage. AJ, man, let, let, let's just let's just take a minute to sigh. Let's just get this together because you know that the women are gonna be on us. But yeah. Let's... So. Being an in, in, a man of integrity in a marriage, a lot of times, sometimes means knowing when to shut the hell up. <laughs> I feel, at least, uh, I can speak from my experiences because there's okay, times where, yeah, there's times where, let's say your woman has an attitude. Let's say she's flying off the handle, and you, mm-hmm. you maybe, or let me speak to me, me maybe even seeing, hey, yeah, she's starting to get upset. My first thing to go to is, hey, baby, calm down. Hey, babe, you're starting to scream. Babe, calm down. And sometimes, I don't even need to say that. Sometimes it's letting her go off, letting her get it all out of her system. And then when she's done, just say, hey, babe, I know you're upset. Um, How about let's let's take a minute. Let's take 30 minutes. Let's, Let's revisit this in an hour. And maybe we can talk about it more constructively because right now I didn't understand a lot of what you said because you were yelling or you had an attitude. And I, I want to make sure that I, that I can understand right. what you're, what you're trying to tell me I did or didn't do. And that's, that's something I could speak to. God, that's hard for me sometimes. What, what do you think about that? <laughs> yeah. You know, when, when you, when you broke it down for me, of course I'm thinking, you know, that that's, I guess a combination of integrity and maturity to where you know if i as as a man i have to have some level of self-control again if i if i'm going to characterize myself as a man if i'm going to define myself as a man then i have to act like a man and i'll can again i consider myself a man with integrity so 
if I'm dealing with my wife and, and in particular, you know, we have an art, you know, whatever, it's a, it's a argument conversation or something like that. And I feel like it's going left. I could, you know, come down to her level, let go of my integrity that I got that's kind of keeping me held up. And I could just be like, F it and kind of act a fool and, and participate in the shit that, that she has going on. Or I can choose to do something different. I mean, that that's like a lifetime. I mean, again, if you, you know, you're getting married, you, you're married for life. I mean, that's always a struggle is like, OK, look, I know I got this integrity. And I know I'm a good dude. And, I, and you know, I speak to her a certain way with a certain tone. You know, I, I try to respect her. But, yo, if she keep going, this is about to turn into something else. Yeah. Yeah. And it, that's that. And, you know, I mean, this is kind of kind of a side tangent from in, integrity <laughs> itself. But I, I think we need to have a talk about this as well, man, because um, it's it's. And like I said, this is this is struggles that I've had to learn through that I'm still learning through. I'm not going to sit here on this podcast and act like I'm perfect. There's times right. where I myself will react and go the hell off. And then yeah. afterwards, I'll sit back and think, um, you know what? This is how I should have went about it because it would have de-escalated the situation. I think a lot of time, too, as men, as a, as a man, my pride will get in the way of just hey just let it calm down like you don't have to talk about this right now um <laughs> and women hate that at least in, in my experience women will hate for you to say hey let's let's just talk about this in an hour or so they will hate that because if it comes off to them as if we don't care about how they feel which is not necessarily always true exactly sometimes yeah. you need to and it's like people sometimes you need to step away from the situation to be able to see the entirety of the situation. And then that's yep. when you can know how to attack it. And I think that's something that I think all couples can learn from is don't always be so caught up in making your point. Be caught up in solving the situation. If your mind's focused on solving the issue rather than talking, because people think it's too people think they're one in the same. Sometimes it's not it's not always immediately talking that gets you to solve a situation. Sometimes silence right. speaks very loudly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, you know we can as humans, we can get caught up in our emotions, and, and uh, they can run, <laughs> they they can run rampant, man. And, and and of course, in a marriage where you have to deal with somebody every day, and again, this is if you're going to hypothetically, I'm just using a good man because clearly, you know, I look at integrity as as levels. You know what I mean? You you mm -hmm. could you know again, your integrity could be bad, and you could you could like it that way. You could like that people don't count on you, and that you don't have these expectations, and that people don't look to you for those type of things again or you can consider yourself you know or, or try your best to be a good man with good intentions that that don't always turn out in, in your favor so um marriage is is difficult this and this is what i tell everybody for whatever reason i don't think we learned uh you know at least for me specifically i didn't necessarily learn like okay this is what a marriage is this is how it's supposed to be this is what you expect. This is your responsibilities as a man. These are your expectations uh, as a husband, so on and so forth. It's kind of just like this whimsical thing that, that we hear about, that we see in movies, but it's not clearly defined over time and kind of beat into our heads, at least not, not for me specifically. Um, so when you get into a marriage and you got to deal with another person, it's like, yo, I don't do stuff this way. Like I'm, this is how I do stuff and, and learning 
how to deal with how they do stuff. Again, you want to keep your good stuff to yourself, but you have to factor in like, damn, this this person is damn near a wild card. Like at any point in time, they can make me act out of character, which again goes against my good integrity because it's like, yo, I'm trying to be cool. I'm trying to be faithful to you. I'm trying to talk to you respectfully. I'm trying to calm down. And you are like, messing with that like you impede me from from being able to do that right now whatever for whatever reason and so it's 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 work um you you again you gotta you gotta unlearn and then you gotta learn a whole bunch of new stuff you know what i mean if if you're going to um be able to walk around and be like you know i'm aj like oh yeah i know that man he wouldn't do that to his wife no he wouldn't put his hands on her no he wouldn't talk to her that way no he wouldn't you know like if you're going to continue to build up that you know whatever that that rapport whatever whatever you got with everybody else to to where they look at you as as somebody with good integrity you got to carry that through your marriage you know even just regardless of the person that you're dealing with because again that information if you're a bad husband that information is probably going to carry like that information is probably going to be seen in your child if you're not doing shit the right way preach Preach, it's so much that our kids pick up on that we may not even know. And I'm starting to realize that, like, well, I've re- my oldest son's 11. I realized a lot of things that he picked up on me over the years that I didn't even re- realize he was paying attention to. But even more so my youngest son, like my four-year-old son, who is, he acts exactly like me. Um, there's things that I do <laughs> that, like, that I... I've never really paid attention or never realized it was a problem until he as a four year old started to do it. So for like example, if I'm if I'm putting something together and I get frustrated, I'll I'll admit this, this, this we we being open and honest here. This is no judgment zone. I'll I'll like I'll like I'll throw the tool down or something and and need to walk away for a minute. And then once I see my son playing with his trains or something, and if he can't get it to go or fit in something he wants to, and he kind of throws it down or knocks it down and just walks off. I'm like, wow. Uh, yeah. Let me let me get that shit together, man. Cause uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> but no, definitely facing facing some things about yourself is is a key part of being um of having and developing integrity, which we're definitely going to talk about as well as how to develop integrity. But um, yeah, man. Any anything else you you have to say about where we are now before we kind of move into the next overall topic? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um. I mean, of course, you know, I was looking forward to this topic, man. And, and, you know, specifically, yeah, marriage, man, that's that's like, a, you know, I just want to say it again. Marriage is work, people. It, it is not this flick of a switch to where the things that you dealt with prior to getting married are no longer there. It's not a cure to promiscuity, as they said in the best man. Um it's something that, again, you're going to have to grow and develop. And, and if you want to keep your integrity and or build your integrity, you have to do the right things and make the right decisions, even when it's uncomfortable, even when she pissing you off, even when she not doing right herself, even when you sick of the kids and the kids ain't listening. If you're going to consider yourself to be a man of integrity, you got all that outside stuff, all them outside influences are irrelevant because at the end of the day, you're going to be judged by your actions and your actions alone. Mean you're going to judge yourself that way too or whatever. So do the right thing. That's what I got to say. As far as far as marriage, I, I got some other, you know, as far as marriage. Yeah. I mean, we can't say that. Like as far as in marriage, it's it, you have to 
you have to be willing to kind of be different from anything you see. You have to stand out on your own. You have to be the, especially a man in marriage, a black man in marriage, because we already know yeah. how that's looked at. You have to be yeah. that 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 agent of calmness. You have to be like everything that damn near perfect. Yep. And and that's not to yep. say you won't fail, but you have to almost strive for yep. perfection because you are the leader of your family. You are Yep. What every what what should be defining and setting the tone for your family and yeah man whew, that that you can't yep. get no realer than that man <laughs> can't get no realer than that but um so the, the next thing we want to talk about is is kind of like I said how how does one who may be questioning their integrity or not have integrity how does one build that integrity now I have a few things in mind on how you, how we do that. Um, AJ, any point? Um, we're, I'm gonna kind of bounce back and forth off off this with you. But right. if I, anything that I say, if you have something to say on, definitely interject. Um, the first thing that I would say on how to build integrity is you have to hold yourself accountable. Yep. You have, and and by yeah, that, um, you can't make excuse, no excuses in being in te- like building integrity. You have to sit back and you have to be brutally honest with yourself, and you have to eliminate the excuses. You can't say, well. That's how I saw my dad do it, so that's how I did it. Okay, that's fine. That that's that's what gave you the platform, right. but you're supposed to jump off that. You can't hold that all your life. But go ahead, Asia. What do you what do you think? What do you yeah, what do you think when you hear that? Yeah, man, accountability. When when you know better, you do better. I mean, um, you know, like you said, uh, you know, uh, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. When I became a man, I put away those childish things. So, I mean, exactly what you said. Okay, I learned this from my from my dad or I saw this in, in, you know, from other men. And so here's where I am. But again, if you, uh, you know, you got common sense, you, you come to the realization and you start drawing and, and making your own conclusions and, and your actions kind of follow that. So accountability, even now, clearly, I mean, again, I look at these things as lifetime things that, that you have to work on, man. And I hold myself like I'm a perfectionist. So when we talk about accountability, I'm probably like the worst person when it comes to that, man, because it, it hits me if I'm not living up to what I am holding myself to. Now, again, I've learned that you can't do everything. You know what I mean? Like there are limitations like and I've literally had to like tell myself like, yo, calm down. It's OK. So I think having a good balance of just. I'm holding myself accountable, but at the same time, I'm not trying to carry the damn weight of the world like I'm Superman or something like that. So I think you need to have a good balance of, you know, accountability, you know what I mean? But just don't go too far. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you hit the nail on the head there. You and that that brings that kind of segue right into my next next point. Is you got you have to find other people who are going to actually hold you accountable or a mentor. And you have to find someone who has the qualities that you want to develop yourself. Um, I think that a lot of times as men, and again, I'm speak for me as a young man, I felt in my head like I got this. Like I'm going to figure it out on my own. And I kind of shunned away anyone who had any um anything to share knowledge I could have gained from people for, for a brief time there until I realized like, Hey, I don't have all the answers. If I feel like I can develop all the answers in my own head, I'm even more stupid than what I think I am. So I have to find some type of mentor. I have to find someone that has those qualities that I want to try to develop and then try to learn it through them. And maybe not even saying, Hey, yeah, I, I, I want to figure out how to do it like you do. But you learn things through osmosis, just being around people who have great integrity or great, honesty or great uh career skills like you just just 
befriend that person. And through osmosis, you'll learn a lot of that. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great point, man. Um, you know, ha- having that buddy, uh, you know, ha- having that that friend, um, having that that parent um, that that expects more of you, that 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 pushes you, that that drives you. Even you could, you know, your child could be your accountability. You know what I mean? That, that your responsibility uh, of something outside of yourself. So it gives you that that motivation to to do more, to to be more, to want more. Um, I, I think it's good. The only time I don't think it's good is when it comes to working out. Because, listen, you can't rely on everybody. You really got to just have it in your head, like in my opinion, and you really got to stick to something whether or not somebody else is going to stand up on their accountability. You really have to go and you got to do the work and you got to get it in your head to where I'm going to do it regardless of anybody else. Because at the end of the day, this only helps me and this only hurts me by not doing it. But outside of that, when it comes to finding a mentor, having some type of leadership, or even just finding an idea to keep you accountable, like, you know, just just something, a, a greater purpose. I, I, I want to serve the world uh, gives a person a sense of accountability. I have certain feelings and emotions and skills. And by me putting these things out, you know, this this in turn holds me accountable to, to doing and fulfilling these things. So um, I think there are multiple ways that, you know, you can have uh, some sense of accountability outside of just yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, next point. You know what? I, before I get in too far into my list, AJ, I want to I want to present it to you. Any any point that you want to um, put out there for people who are trying to develop integrity? Oh, man. Uh, you know, I had a few. I, let's see. I had a few ideas on this. I think most of my ideas was about people that don't get no damn integrity. But <laughs> let's see. It's, that's why as far as building integrity. um. I would say, uh, I mean, uh, you know, again, I, I think it goes, you know, kind of into the first thing, but I think you, you do, you, you have to learn like what's good and what's bad. Um, and I think that again, that goes into your integrity, you know what I mean? Just figuring out like, okay, this person doesn't like when, when I do this, this person likes when I does that, this person, you know, uh, this, this doesn't go my way when, when, when I do this or whatever, this, this, this car doesn't start if I, if, you know, it sounds weird, but anyway, this car doesn't start if I don't put gas in it or whatever. My wife complains about the toilet seat and I'm not putting it down. I think that you do have to kind of learn like, okay, some stuff is good for me and it's not good for everybody. And then you got some stuff that's good for everybody, but it ain't necessarily good for you. So I think that um, you really have to, you know, as you grow, you figure out like, okay, this makes sense. This is a good thing. Let me keep this. Let me put this over here in the good bucket. Like, okay, this is a, a good way to have integrity. This over here, I'm not too comfortable with this. Let me put this over here in the bad bucket. That's probably not something I need to be doing. Just kind of like we talked about earlier, um, with, with, not being on time or, or not keeping up with, with your promises, kind of things of that nature. So I think you do have to learn like, okay, what's going to go over here on the good side that's going to boost me up and that's going to help me and that's going to be good for other people 
versus I. Right, this kind of put me on the bad side, and I know this is gonna kind of take me down. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You you can't let anything that's gonna question or impact your integrity at all come and get in the way of what you know you need to be doing. And that that's something that right. I I definitely definitely had to learn. Um, uh, my next point is do more than you expect others to do. If you do that, people can't really ever question your your integrity. If you're doing more than what you even want other people to do for you, with you, whatever, you're you're definitely going above and beyond. At least you're doing what you need to do to build and and I think if you if you put that in your mind to do it, eventually it will become routine. It will just become part of who you are and that's when it develops into integrity. Yeah, man, that now that's the now that's the tough one right there because again, when you say expectations, man, and, and again, you you going out and you doing these things and again, you trying to cur you know, you you may try again, you're trying to supersede or you know, go above and beyond somebody else's things, but at the same time, there's a little level of reciprocation that, that we deal with. You know what I mean? It's like we know that we we know and we learn that you know I'm supposed to do what I'm supposed to do regardless. But we like reciprocation. We like receiving. We like knowing um, that okay, you know, at least sometimes that this is being felt. It's like Valentine's Day. It's like man, if you go above and beyond for Valentine's Day because you're a good man and this is what your girl expect. All the other girls in the office know what you do and all this, and and then you don't get some reciprocation we again our integrity can kind of can kind of go down we we can start being like man she ungrateful she don't deserve this she don't do this this other girl will appreciate it whatever the case may be but again you get you gotta stand on that good or bad you know what i mean it's like uh that one right there again man that's something to work at it's like yes if i'm at my job and i'm going above and beyond Yes, I want to go above and beyond. No, I'm, I'm doing this as an employee, but at the same time, yeah, I would like some recognition. Yes, I would like some type of incentive. Yes, I would like some type of raise. What do I do when I don't get it? Where does my integrity waver at that point? You know what I mean? So I think, yes, that is a great thing. That goes a long way. But there's a downside to it if, if you are not reaping the benefits of you going above and beyond uh, for whatever reason or whatever, you can, again, you can start letting that slip to where it's like, eh, this ain't getting me nowhere. So what's the point? You know what I mean? What, you know, and again, that, that name starts changing where it's like you had 10 people that would kind of highly recommend you to where now you're down to two because you've let your integrity slip because of how, you know, you're, 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 you know, you're letting these outside influences uh, affect you negatively and, now you're working against yourself. Um, so I think, again, that's something you got to keep at. You got to work on. I Like I say again, I work on that all the time. You know, it's like, man, to, to not really, to, to, to exceed my expectations and to not limit myself uh, based on what somebody else has going on or whatever. It's like, look, again, I'm doing the right things at the right time and I'm going to reap the benefits, at, you know, at, at some point. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then my, my final point is building both personal and business relationships off complete honesty and being candid. I think if you build that that into your relationships <laughs> when you first started, it may be a little awkward. It may be a little tense at first, but I think that that goes a long way in having integrity and, and letting people 
know and see your integrity. You, now, I heard that snicker. What do you think when you hear that, AJ? Man, don't. I say this all the time. I said it on Twitter. I'm going to say it again. Nobody likes 100% honesty 100% of the time. Ah, I, I agree with you. We don't need, we don't need, <clears throat> for people to, to grow, in my opinion, you don't need yes men. You don't need people, and you don't want to be that person that just goes along with, with going along, that just uh, uh, doesn't speak your mind if you feel like something. It could be an injustice. It could be some type of harassment. Whatever that case may be, yes, that goes into your integrity, and enough people don't do that. You know what I mean? It's like, yo, again, do what you say. Say what you're going to do. Uh, and, and again, stick to that. Be, be honest with me. Tell me the truth. I think that, you know, man, constructive criticism. It's like everybody is so emotional. So you don't want to ruffle any feathers. You don't want to step on anybody's toes. And you you want to convey some type of information to somebody, but you don't want to say it exactly how you want to say it. And that, if you would have just been blunt or whatever, if you'd have just been direct, which my wife has told me about, which, you know, friends have told me, just give it to me straight. I'm a guy who give it to me straight and let me make that decision. Don't take that decision away from me because of how the world is. Like, give it to me straight. Everybody can't do that. And everybody can't deal with it. I consider I'm a straight shooter. I'm black and white. I don't really deal with that gray area shit. I'm going to tell you like it is. Or I'm not going to tell you or whatever. I really don't try to play around. Like, I like people to know where I stand, and I stand firm in that. Now, again, that could be seen as a bad thing. You know, like, hey, you wrong, and you wrong as a motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like, bro, you you could have came up off of that position a little bit, which I could. And I may look at that down the road, evaluate, do something differently. But for now, and, and just with my integrity, this is what I'm standing on. And I'm, and I'm going to tell you, because you my boy. I'm going to tell you about a situation real quick. I had uh, back in the day. My homeboy was, um, I think he was about to get married. He was thinking about getting married or he was about to get married, something like that. And his brother came to me and he was like, I don't know, like, I'm not really feeling it. I don't think she's the right one, yada, yada, yada. And I told him, I said, man, tell your brother the truth. But this is his little brother. And he told me, he was like, bro, I don't want to hurt his feelings. And I'm like, so you think that telling him the truth or whatever is going to like push him further away from you or it's going to create some type of issue or whatever. And I think that you could be setting him up for failure if you don't tell him the truth about how you feel about his girl or whatever. Ultimately, he decided not to. They still brothers, whatever, whatever. He did end up, you know, uh, not being with the girl or whatever. But it's just like, bro, you could have. It's like a damn train. It's like, bro, you could have stopped. You could have helped this man to move off the tracks before he got hit by the train later on. But instead, you decided, no, nah, I ain't gonna be complete. I ain't gonna be honest. I'm not gonna tell the truth. I'm not gonna do the right thing. I'm just gonna, you know what I mean? I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna do the opposite. I'm not gonna be like that. I'm just gonna let him feel however he wanna feel and figure it out for himself. I don't like people that do that. I don't, I don't like that. I hate to go off on a little tangent, but as soon as you said that, it's just like, I wish more people would do that, but clearly, and we ain't, ain't, ain't got to get into social media too much. Clearly, people are not doing that, man. It's a lot of fake stuff going on. There's a lot of people that ain't got no type of integrity. They ain't got no type of foundation. They don't have no values, and so they just going to let the chips fall where they may, um, even if it's got something to do with them. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. It's it's honesty makes people uncomfortable. It shouldn't, but it does. But I think that there's growth in being uncomfortable. You should be uncomfortable in certain situations because that lets you know that your head's kind of in the right place. This is how I feel. If you're always Oh, and and you you always play it safe. You always want to make sure that that things are just within your wheelhouse. You're not pushing yourself. You have to push yourself. You have to be uncomfortable sometimes to grow as a person. Yeah, man. If you look, I feel like man. If you ain't telling me the truth, you lying to me. And you know, it, it's like I'm, I'm so black and white with with those types of things. It's just like yo, say what the fuck you gotta say. You know what I mean? Like let let's go ahead and get this out the way. Let's move on. You know, you see me on social media. If I ain't got nothing nice to say, typically I'm not saying it. But then again, on social media, I, I'm i saying like how I feel. You know what I mean? Good, bad, or indifferent. I'm not really worried about the reception or whatever. And we can have a conversation from that point. But I'm not going to sit here and bite my tongue on my platform about stuff that's important to me. So I don't give a damn if it's healthcare. I don't care if it's tax reform. I don't care if these are uh, uh, uncomfortable subjects or me talking about, uh, uh, you know, uh, financial awareness and, you know what I mean, uh, uh, financial, excuse me, financial education. Um, I'm going to talk about it. Like, you know what I mean? I, I know, again, it's weird how the stuff that we really want is so like taboo we want the truth but we don't want the like we don't want the truth at the same time it's like yo i want a girl to be honest with me i want a girl to like me for me i want a girl that ain't gonna cheat on me and then again we also kind of don't want that shit because what what do we do we like these we like the pretty girls we like the little vixens we we like the thoughts you know what i'm saying it's like yo you can't have it all. Like either you want this and this is what you, you know, you're going to go after you're going to get, or you're going to get this other thing. You know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta pick a side. You can't be trying to get a thought that's going to be faithful. Like nigga, that don't work. <laughs> a faithful thought, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Yeah. I, I agree with all of that, man. All of that. Literally. Um, but that's it. That's my list. AJ, anything you want to add, man, before we go ahead? or any, I, I know you wanted, you, you had some things that you want to say to identify someone who's not being, um, who d- does not have integrity. And I'll let you get into that next. But as far as is this um, part of the, the conversation, anything you got left here? Nah, man. I, I mean, I think this, look, you already know. Me and you, we, we can go on and on, brother. Look, this, this stuff this stuff comes from, from the sky into my brain and I just push it out, you know. So I don't know how everybody going to receive this but when, when they hear it i am i'm speaking my truth i'm being you know truthful i ain't sitting on here with, with cj on the awakened soul on uml and i'm just sitting here showboating and sugarcoating i'm trying to keep it 100 percent honest yeah you got to man you you got to and that yeah you absolutely have to. Um, so yeah, I mean, let, let's 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 wrap it up. Let's get ready to end this though. But I definitely want to hear, like, as far as not acting integrity. If you still, or I don't know if you touched on a lot of that in us talking about how to add integrity. But is there anything uh, left there that you want to say before we sign off? Yeah, um, I mean, I just said, I guess in that piece before, people need to do better online and offline. Like, you have to have something that you base yourself in, that, that you believe in, that, that you pride yourself in, you have to have some type of integrity. Do the right thing. If you see something, say something. If you see a female that's being mistreated, now I know all times you may not need to 
get into it, that could be something that could potentially like affect you or hurt you. But it's a lot of little shit where you can get involved. And I'm talking about all ages. If you're a kid and you see your dad doing something wrong to your mom, say something to that dude. Say something to him. Tell him. Some people don't know. Like a lot of people assume that, you know, um, it's it's understood. You know what I mean? Like they like they know, you know, like, oh, some people, I'm sorry. You're going to have to spell it out to what you do like, what you don't like, wherever you see them doing something wrong. Like you're going to have to call them on their bullshit. That's a part. That's your integrity. If you're not doing that, you ain't got no integrity. If you sitting here and you see somebody doing something that's wrong and your ass don't say shit or you don't try to talk to them and tell them about a different path or a different way, you wrong. You got low integrity. You ain't even got no confidence in yourself. You you ain't no leader. You ain't uh, um, you ain't no stand up dude or stand up female or whatever. If you see your homeboy about to go commit a crime and you sitting here and you just letting them do it. What type of friend is that? What type of person is that? So my PSA, <laughs> you know, my my final piece to everybody is like, yo, do better. I don't care if it's online or offline. Like, don't be fake. Be real. Say what you mean. Mean what you say. Stick to your words and have some type of backbone or some foundation to stand on. You know what I mean? Don't just be out here and you you got like this little shaky foundation or whatever. As we kind of said, you better build it up. You better find you a mentor. You better do get get some discovery. I don't care if you go on YouTube or whatever. Uh, do something to, to, to build yourself up and, and, and lead somebody else and help them build their integrity up and, and, and be a better person and be a good person. I think, you know, that's kind of my final, you know, final piece on that because I can just rant and rave on that all day. But that's one thing is where as soon as you said this, I was just like, man, I don't think a lot of people got integrity. And people might call me an asshole or whatever. Because I'm so blunt with stuff, like stuff may come off like I hurt people's feelings, but I like people to know where I stand, good or bad. That's, I want people to be able to make a decision about me. And I want people to be able to know whether they can count on me or they can't. If you finna go commit a crime, nigga, you can't count on me. If you finna go out and get a million, you might be able to count on me if your business is legit. You know where I stand. Yeah, there you go. I mean, you, you again, you, you're on point there. And I want to end it on that because we talked about marriages and, and our women and all that good stuff. But I mean, we talked we talked about marriages and we kind of talked about dealing with our women's attitudes and stuff like that and having integrity there. But I can't stress enough how important it is to have a woman who's going to call you out like and people will say, I want my woman to be submissive. I want I want all this. That's all fine and dandy. Even in being that, if you don't, if your woman ain't never pulled you to the side and been like, look, babe, I know what you was you was going for with this, but this is how it came off, then she ain't the one for you. If my wife never ever, ever told me, look, bruh, I love you. I, I I'm not questioning you. Maybe I just don't understand where you're coming from with this. But from my standpoint, it looks like you may be effing up. I just wanted to bring it to your attention. What the hell's what's going on? If your woman don't ask you those type of questions, if your woman don't encourage you in doing so, I'm not just saying fuss and complain. If your woman don't encourage you, you ain't got the right one. And that's the thing is that I think a lot of times, even with me, is that I took some things as, all right, baby, now you like I feel like you ain't having my back here. But sometimes having your back on a higher level is is calling you on your shit. Yep. I, I, 
Boy, yeah, you hit that. I, hey, I'm glad. I'm so glad you said that, man. That's, uh, bro, that's that's a great point, uh, man. That's a great point. Listen, <laughs> if again, what I say, if if you're not telling your significant other, if you're not telling them the truth, you're lying to them. So if yo, if if you are in a situation to where your significant other is not calling you out and they just telling you that you're beautiful all the time and you smell good all the time and your pussy is the best and your dick is the best and your hairline is the best and all this they lying to you. <laughs> Look, there's a lot in there. There's a lot. I'm telling you, you better not, you better be nervous about that person that you're dealing with if you don't hear some type of feedback, something that you can do better, we exactly. human. As long as we on this earth, there are things that we can do better and things that we can change. Even just in how you deal with your child in a marriage. If she say, "Hey, I, you got on to him," and you, you know, if you could just try to do this a little bit. Well, he a boy. He a man. He got a da da da. And she like, "Yo, I get that." But listen to what I'm saying. He coming to me. He crying. He telling me. That he not, and I need you to figure out a different way to do this to where, again, that, that accountability where you can kind of put yourself in check and be like, well, I didn't know he was doing that. Like, maybe I am going a little too hard. Like, you know, maybe I'm, you know, I'm, I'm so caught up in, in some other stuff that I'm sitting here and I'm just neglecting what's going on with my child. So, man, that's, I mean, you, you hit that, man. That, that That's important, again with your significant other specifically to have that type of relationship. I think that's a good thing. Absolutely. And, and I'll, I'll say, I'll speak to a personal story on that as well. There was a time where, you know, you know, I dressed differently in high school than what I do now. And I think I held on to it <laughs> too long. And, uh, yeah, my, my wife had to get on me about, Hey, we, we need to do something about the way you dress. Um, <laughs> And I could have definitely took that as what the what the hell do you mean we need to do something about the way I dress? But I was still dressed like a like a young thug, and uh, I mean I wasn't old. I was probably still like twenty one, twenty two at the time. But um, yeah, so it, I completely altered my style. And the thing is, is that even with that now, like the way I dress now, like when I'm in my shirt and tie, the way I care, like I would have never, I would have been poloing it out all day. Um, but so I had to mix it up, and I felt and I noticed that there was a difference. Not in the way necessarily people treated me, but it, it was a difference in like that initial meeting. And I started getting promoted out the wazoo. And it's just funny how a little thing like that and changing little things about your appearance. Now, is it superficial? Probably should. Should everyone be judged about their by their appearance? No, but you have to know your audience as well. And so that definitely taught me something. So I just wanted to share that personal story. But uh, nah, hey, that's good. Hold up. Hold up. Now, nah, that's. That's good, and that's another thing. Even though that's that's a little bit, that ain't as much, that ain't as heavy. That's a good thing. And men, call your women out. Absolutely. Listen, they not 18, 19. Some of y'all may be in y'all 30s, whatever the case. I know we ain't supposed to say nothing about women. We can't tell them shit. Can't tell them nothing about their eyebrows. Can't tell them what, what we like, what we don't. It's, it's basically like, nigga, shut up. Whatever I like, you like. Whatever I know. If you're a man <laughs> and you got... Some type of backbone, some type of integrity. You got to be like, baby, that that ain't a good look. And, and hopefully, you can communicate that in a nice way instead of saying like you why. Like instead of like making her feel bad. Hopefully, you can convey that message in a good way. But that message needs to be conveyed. Don't just be one of them husbands that don't say nothing. And you would like your wife to step her shit up because then, if you do end up whatever stepping out or something like that, and she asks you. 
and you like say something about her clothes or how she was dressing, and she'd be like, You ain't never say nothing. You ain't never seem to have no problem. That's your fault. You know what I'm saying? That's not her fault. She didn't even know, like, she thought everything was good. Everything was cool. And and you she out here looking crazy and, and not, you know, keep keeping up, you know what I mean? As, as far as, you know, uh, you know, a spouse or whatever. Yeah, you, you have to you have to be willing to call your spouse out on both sides. And I think with men sometimes, too, because we can come off a little unemotional sometimes because I think it, I'll speak for me again. I, I keep making general for me. Sometimes I can be unemotional because I'm just thinking of the realities of the situation. Sometimes you got to step off that and deal with it a little bit differently. But you still have to find a way to always tell your mind and keep in mind that you're dealing with a woman. So you, you have to you. You have to. You should always speak your mind. You should always want them to do better, but you have to communicate it in in, in sometimes a little bit of different way. But um, yeah. I mean, I think we covered it pretty well here, AJ. Yeah, man. Look, I, you know, I, th- I think this is good. Women are crazy. Women are crazy. <laughs> but I, think we, <laughs> I gotta always throw that out there. But no, I think I think we did good, man. Um, I don't know if I if I need to plug anything. Is this is this my time? Or yes, sir. I, it's your I, time. Like, you know, this is this is my this is my time. Okay, so again, this is AJ with the What We Gonna Do podcast. That's G O G O N E. Almost messed up my own thing, but I got it back. Uh, and I want to say, look, come check me out. I'm not gonna tell you about the stuff your mama would normally say to you, and I'm not gonna tell you the stuff your homeboy would normally say to you. I'm kind of like in the in-between. I'm going to talk about the stuff your mama don't want to talk about with you, and I'm going to talk about the shit your homeboy really don't be wanting to talk about with you or whatever. So come check out my podcast, and I'm telling you, it's going to be a conversation that is full of integrity and hopefully full of some knowledge as well. That's what's up. And also tell them where they can find you on uh, on Twitter. Yeah, Twitter, at what we gonna do pod straightforward straight like that twitter and instagram that's pretty much that's where you're gonna find me i ain't on facebook i ain't on snapchat i ain't nowhere else you want to find me twitter and instagram at what we gonna do pod well that's what's up aj i want to thank you man for taking this time out let you get back to your family man uh we're gonna go ahead and sign off already appreciate you bro man thanks again man hey let me know let me know what they think hey y'all at me y'all send send ceo uh email whatever the case may be reach out to him let me know what y'all think man i'm look i'm free to talk now again i'm gonna keep it 100 with you so if you got something to say you better make sure you know what you're saying to to the right person (laughs) all right man all right so that was episode 38 of the awakened soul we're going to end this one with a special song for all my listeners. This is one of my all-time faves, but the message, this one's for you guys this week. Adios. I'll see you guys next week. If I ever leave you, baby, you can say I told you so. And if I ever hurt you, No, I hurt myself as well Is that any way for a man to carry on? Do you think I want my loved one gone? Said I love you 
Than you'll ever know. 